God multiplies our little into much. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. In today's passage, we see Jesus um, gathered once again, teaching to a large crowd. And um, this crowd of people came hungry. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever gone to an event uh, with a little hunger in your belly, uh, but when you've got a hungry belly, it can sometimes distract from uh, being able to concentrate on anything else. That little pain of hunger just kind of builds and builds and it becomes a distraction to your attention and uh, eventually you've got to track down something to eat if you're going to be able to stay focused on on what you're there to do. Um, I have sat in many a meeting with uh, that little uh, hungry belly going on and uh, distracted by that hunger. Focusing beyond the hunger to to what's in front of us can be challenging at times. And uh, in this particular story, Jesus has gathered with thousands of hungry people. Now, their hunger, I think, is on multiple levels, um, not just physical hunger. But the longer they stayed, they did get physically hungry. And Jesus told his disciples to figure out what to do to feed them. And so that's uh, the point of this story will lead to a great miracle of multiplication. Um, God is always in the business of taking the little we have to offer and multiplying it and using it greatly beyond what we could imagine or even ask. Um, He takes that little uh, ounce of commitment and he multiplies that into into a great commitment. He takes a, a little talent and he multiplies that and uses it with great impact. Uh, He takes a little faith and he multiplies that and uses that in some powerful ways. Uh, We know in other places in the gospel, Jesus taught that faith is like a mustard seed. Um, That little bit of faith uh, grows into a great plant. Mustard seed is the tiniest of seeds, but when that thing grows, it grows into a mighty plant. And um, so God can take our little and do much with it. Um, but we have to trust that he can and that he will. And um, I think sometimes we get into the trap of presupposing how God ought to use our lives, how God ought to take our little and and what he ought to do with that, um, instead of trusting him to do exactly what he intends to do with the little that we offer. Um, So that's where we are today. We're going to be reading this story in uh, Luke's Gospel, chapter 9, verses 10 through 17. And before we get into the Word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, As always, we thank you for your Word. And Lord, today we come, uh, we're right in the midst of a new week, and um, things are really cranking now. And Jesus, um, help us not to lose sight of you, uh, but Lord, help us to pause and make time in our busy lives for you, O oh God. Uh, often the things that we busy ourselves with are things that honestly we could deal off our plates um, if we wanted to, to make more time for you. But uh, Lord, with the time that we make uh, to set aside, to devote to you, uh, would you use that well uh, to bring about growth 
to bring about um, transformation in our lives? And would you deepen our desire for more time with you, that our commitment to you would grow? And um, your commitment to us is always in every moment as great as it could possibly be, and we're so thankful for that. Would you grow our commitment? Would you grow our faith? Uh, so that we might be more like you. Uh, speak through your word today, Lord God. Challenge us, move us, inspire us, and encourage us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Jesus feeding the 5,000. Now, a footnote as we begin, uh, Luke will tell us in this text uh, that there were 5,000 men present that day. Um, in this time uh, in history, Men were counted at events and things like this. Children and women were not always counted as among those present. However, we can assume that uh, most of these men probably had uh, their wives or family members who may have been female and their children with them. And so this was uh, 5,000 men were accounted for, but the full crowd was not accounted for, and I think it's easy to assume there could have been as many as 20,000 people there that day. Hard to know for sure, uh, because the numbers are not spelled out, uh, but uh, nonetheless, this was a, a dramatic miracle of multiplication. Uh, Luke 9, verses 10 through uh, 17. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. So remember in the story before, he had just sent them out uh, to do ministry empowered uh, with authority uh, to preach the gospel and to um, uh, heal the sick. And so they were coming back to report what they had done. Then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. And he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging, because we are in a remote place here. He replied, You give them something to eat. They answered, We only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About five thousand men were there. But he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down, taking the five loaves and two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Now this is a great story, and I remember the Sunday school version of it, of course. Um, but as we break down the details, this is really a powerful story. Uh, Jesus and his disciples had decided to get away and talk ministry, uh, but instead of being able to get away, the crowds follow them, <laughs> and Jesus gladly welcomed them and spoke to them and healed those who were in need of healing. Now, it's interesting that in this very setting, Jesus is performing the ministry that he empowered his disciples to go out and do. It's this two-fold ministry of preaching the gospel and healing the sick. Now, I think there's something to that. And if I think about the way most um, major denominations do ministry today, we've lost sight of this twofold ministry of just preaching the gospel and then praying for those in need of God's healing touch. That's the ministry Jesus did. Um, and we ought to return to it, is my feeling. And we ought to return to a commitment to 
preaching and teaching the gospel and praying for healing for those who are in sick or, or in, infirm or um, wrestling with spiritual trouble. Um, that's what we ought to focus on. And we've made it about so many other things. Blow up uh, uh, amusement park games and uh, street side parties and cookouts and all of these things. And not that those things don't matter and not that they don't create opportunities for us to engage people with the gospel. But I'm not sure uh, those events carry the same impact as this very simple model that Jesus um, um, shows us uh, through the way that he did his ministry, um, preaching the gospel and praying for healing for those who needed healing. Uh, Luke tells us later in the day the disciples were realizing the crowd was getting restless, probably hungry, and they suggested that they uh, encourage them to go out into the villages to go track down some food. And Jesus had a different idea. He says, no, how about instead of doing that, guys, how about you give them something to eat? And they look at what they've got on hand, and it's only five loaves and two fish. And they say, well, it looks like we're going to have to go into town and buy food for everyone. Jesus gives them some instructions and says, hey, why don't you sit them down in groups of 50? And the disciples did that, and everyone sat down. Then Jesus took the bread and the fish, and he blessed it and gave thanks for it, and uh, looked to heaven, and um, God miraculously came through. And after he gave thanks for the meal and broke the bread, uh, he told the disciples to distribute what was there to the people. And Luke tells us that everyone present ate and was satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Now, five loaves and two fish are not going to feed many mouths, but Jesus uh, performed a miracle that day. He he uh, spoke to the Father, <laughs> and he blessed uh, the bread and the fish, and he broke them and gave thanks and performed a miracle of multiplication that fed literally untold thousands of mouths that day, and bellies and hearts were full that day because they had a Jesus encounter that would be so very memorable. Imagine every person present that day after uh, they wound up heading home, talking with each other about what they had seen and heard that day. Um, we don't even know about the healing stories. We don't even know about the issues of the people that came needing a healing touch from Jesus and what people were released from and healed from and and how many people were walking home that day on legs that hadn't worked for an entire lifetime or with eyes that could now see with clarity uh, where once they were blind, uh, with other infirmities uh, that were... Uh, holding them back and keeping them from being fully alive. Imagine the joy and the celebrations that would have been taking place as these people would have been walking home talking about the events of the day, not to mention their full bellies. Now, Jesus did a lot with a little that day, um, and his disciples had faith to believe that Jesus had something 
he could do. And they obeyed his commands, and Jesus came through with a mighty miracle, probably many mighty miracles that day, but one in particular that Luke records, the feeding of the 5,000 plus their families. Um, And so this is a tremendous teaching. Um, I love how Jesus does not let his disciples off the hook when they say, hey, let's send them away and then go track down some food. And Jesus says, no, let's feed them. Let's figure out what we can do. Um, Often I think we're inclined to send people away who are in need rather than as a body of believers or as individual believers saying, what can we do to immediately address the issues going on in this person's life? What is God calling us to do? What can we do to make a difference? How can we impact this person for the kingdom? Lord, we don't have much we can do here, but with the little that we do have, what can we do to help this person? And how can you multiply this into a gift of blessing in their life that will have tremendous impact uh, beyond what we can see or imagine. And if we simply will have faith to believe that Jesus knows the answer <laughs> and he can take our little and do much, oh, what a great lesson that is for us. And so today, my friends, I would challenge you to look at every moment, not through the eyes of the skeptical heart, but through the eyes of faith that say, Lord, Here's the little I have to offer. What can you do with this today? And just see what God uh, comes up with. I think you'll be thrilled, and I think you'll be blessed, and I think you'll be surprised. Um, Jesus still surprises us once in a while. (laughs) And uh, I think he surprises and amazes me every single day. All right, my friends, God's word is so good, and uh, it's been a blessing to be with you today. Uh, May you be encouraged in your hearts, and we'll see you tomorrow.